Hey, this is Keith Price, and I am so glad that you have become a part of the Keith Price's Curtain Call family. It is really great that you guys are enjoying it, and I really, really feel like I want to give you guys more and do more for you. And the only way that I can do more is if I can get a little bit of help from you. So what I would like to ask of you is that you check out, if you're listening to the podcast, to the Patreon page that I have started in which I'm asking that if you have an extra buck or two that you could throw over to the side once a month, I would be very appreciative. As time goes on and the more support that I can get and the more energy that I can create, behind this, it will give me the opportunity to reach more people. And the more people that love theater in the world makes the world a better place. So www.patreon.com slash Keith Price Curtain Call. Help a brother out. Come on now. Help a brother out. Thanks a lot. You are listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. This is Keith Price for Keith Price's Curtain Call, and we are here for the press up fronts for a new musical that's going to be. It's going to be fun because it's. I love it because, you know, being a certain age, a person of a certain age, it's kind of nice to see people of a certain age getting their groove on. How are you living? This is fabulous. And of course, The Curvy Widow here at the Westside Theater starting July 20th with, I'm hoping to be an open ended run. I love it when it's new, I love it when it's fresh, and I'm now able to talk to the people that are bringing you fresh music and lyrics to the theater world, and I'm now here with Drew Brody, who is right in front, first of all, let's just get it out, Mr. Brody, first of all, how are you? How, how am I? Yes. I'm doing fabulous. I'm so excited for people to be able to see this show. This is going to be great. I'm looking at you, and I don't mean to be that person that says, because I am of a certain age, and I'm looking at you and I'm thinking... Who are you writing for in this old... Is this, is this like a love letter to somebody nice that you... Come on, talk to me. Well, I, you know, I've got to say, uh, I, when I first read the material, I was also attracted to the idea of this story about a woman of a certain age. But it spoke to me very, very deeply. And I, I just had never heard such a frank and honest detail of a, of a sex life, romantic life, uh, that was not sugar-coated in any way or overly romanticized. And it, it really spoke to me. Uh, and I'm so excited to be able to present this new story in this way for a new audience. That's great. That so, is not used to seeing their stories told this way. Well, you know, I mean, that's the thing that we're, you know, we're all talking about this concept of diversity. And it's something that y- you almost forget because, you know, I'm so caught up in my whole, oh, well, there's all that stuff with black people. And it's like you forget. Like, you know, I'm a black person of a certain age now. And it's sort of like the roles are going to be different. I'm a gay man of a certain age, so things are of, of, of difference. And it's nice to see that this is here. For you, um, how long have you been attracted to the world of musicals? Because, you know, I don't want to ask the what's your favorite musical question, but talk to me. I, I grew up, my, my folks were in community theater, uh, so I grew up going to rehearsals, memorizing librettos, obsessing over song lyrics from, you know, mostly the classics because it was a community theater sort of world, you know, from Brigadoon, Sound of Music, you know, and then in my teen years was Rent and, you know, some of the, the, the newer musicals. But I, I, I have always really been attracted to uh, Broadway shows and musical theater. It's part of my DNA. It's really fun because I'm looking at you now and I'm just realizing that this, this particular year has been a really wonderful year to see young, vibrant, 
new, fresh sets of eyes, fresh sets of, of concepts of rhythms being used on Broadway. And it's like, you're part of a really great group. I just realized this. I was thinking of Max Vernon, who did The the, uh, the View Upstairs. Um, those wonderful young guys that did the music for The Lightning Thief. Lightning Thief. It's like, it's a wonderful young clique. Yo, I just realized I'm having this like epiphanous moment like this is a good time for you don't you think? Uh, I think it's very exciting for musical theater especially for new stories and uh, new voices you know having a a younger uh, emerging group of songwriters I think it's really exciting. It's fun. For you now then this is uh, is this your first big project The Curvy Widow? This is my first big project in New York. Uh, It's my fifth musical that I've written. I've done stuff out of town and and that sort of thing but this is my first uh, one to have a off-Broadway run here. So I'm thinking now your parents must be very excited for you having come from the world of theater like this is they did good. <laughs> uh, I, I think they're very excited and, and living vicariously through yeah. the experience. Well, I mean, you're, you're, where are you from originally? I grew up in the uh, north suburbs of Chicago. Oh, see, you're, you're close enough to theater. Chicago is a wonderful theater town. Absolutely. So you were able to like still have that fantasy because here you are now in New York doing theater, which is the dream ultimately, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we would go downtown and see the, the big shows in the, in the big theaters as they came through Chicago all the time. Uh, and I, I was in love with it from a, a very early age. You know, I, I did. I, had, I wasn't very sure because I, I, I didn't have a chance because I wasn't sure if I was going to get to talk to you. And I'm, I'm thinking that it's a great thing because you, how fun is this for you? This is, I mean, you're working with some really fabulous people. It's an absolute joy to work with the entire cast. They're so smart. They're so funny. Working with Nancy in particular mm-hmm. has been such a gift because she has brought her insight and her life experiences to the show to help us with our storytelling. Mm-hmm. But to see her inhabit the character mm-hmm. and bring her sense of humor, sense of timing, sense of what's real and what's not real, it's been such a gift to us. But the whole cast across the board, they're lovely, they're talented, and they're game. They're game to be silly, uh-huh. they're game to um, be a little humiliating and do fun things and play terrible characters. And it's Is that what you're like when you're not thinking about music? Are you that fun, crazy, whimsically kind of guy? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pretty quiet, shy guy. But I like... I like storytelling through humor because I think when you when you see the whole show, mm-hmm. I think people find that they laugh a lot. Right. But it's a it's a very meaningful story. They're touched by it, right. and I think the easiest way to uh, not easiest, but the deepest way mm-hmm. to uh, have a show really touch a deep uh, place is to get people laughing first. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you one hundred percent. Well, Drew Brody, this is fabulous. You can hear the music and listen to the fabulous words of Drew Brody that is happening July 20th at the Westside Theater here in New York City. Starting July 20th, The Curvy Widow, or just Curvy Widow. There's no The Curvy Widow, but The Curvy Widow. Um, So far, the taste that I've gotten, you know, I'm interested to see what's happening and what's going to be coming down the pipe. So those of you who are making your trips to New York City, this is the opportunity to do what I love to say, which is to be where the art starts. Because, you know... You're hearing about Curvy Widow right now. What what you might hear about it sometime on Broadway next year, year or so from here. One never knows, do one, right? Well, I can't wait for you to see the whole thing. Let's and uh, everyone, please come. I love it. Thank you, Drew. And we will be back. This is Ben Platt. You're listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. This is Keith Price.
Keith Price is Kurt and Colin. We are hanging out at the press up fronts for Curvy Widow here at the West Side Theater starting July 20th with a hopefully the open-ended run. The crazy Nancy, I'm just looking at her right now. Crazy, bro. every time I look at her, all I think about is Honeymoon in Vegas and her popping up behind the jewel stand, but that's another story. Um, and Aisha Haas. Drew Brody, you guys may have heard from today, Mr. Music, Books and Lyrics, and now I'm talking to Peter Flynn, the director, who we have this fabulous connection from the very first time that we met when you were directing um, the Heisler... Uh, Mars Heisler, Heisler and Zeta Goldrich, right. Judy yes. B. Jones, right? right. Oh, and you and Dev, you and that's Dev, right? That's us. So uh, you know, I want to say, what's going on? What's happening since I saw you last? How you been? I know things are good. We're yeah. having a ball here, Kirby Widow. We love it. It's so fun. This, this is just—it's just pure fun, isn't it? It's—is it nice to just come to work and have fun? It really is. I was telling someone else earlier today that no kidding, we show up at rehearsal every day, and the laughs start. You know, around the show, because of the show, in the show. You know, you get the right group of people. The right—we have the right writing team. We have an amazing cast of really talented comedians who love to be in a room together, you know? So you put that together, and I just sort of sit on the sidelines and say, what else do you want to do? You know? <laughs> do that again. Well, when, you do, when you're doing these, these, these kinds of shows where you have this kind of energy, you have to have laughs all the time. Yeah. For me, my question would be is, how are you helping them figure out how they're going to keep these laughs going? Because, you know, if you're lucky enough, God forbid, let's say a 6, 8, 12, 13-month run here, the laughs have to still stay fresh. Yeah. Well, as the great Elaine Stritch said, it's got to be true if it's going to be funny. And so what I keep telling them is really refresh the circumstances, refresh the relationships. You know, why, why did you just come out? How is this happening? What makes this outlandish? What makes this ridiculous? And once everybody keys back into the reality of the situation, and the good, the really good news is this is all based on truth, right? So this is an actual woman's life. As I said in the press event, you know, no names have been changed to protect the innocent, <laughs> you know? So at any point, we can go for a refresher course to the playwright and say, what was this moment? So when this guy really did ditch you for his dog, what did you feel or what was it like or where were you? And did you go out on the street? And she has a five-minute story for us, and that sort of clicks the entire room back into gear. Yeah. How, you know, again, it's that keeping, having the playwright available for you at all of that at the same time is really wonderful. Like, I'm trying to, you know, I want to have a thoughtful conversation with you because this, this is, this is fun. This, this place of fun. But the times that are, we're around right now, not so much fun. Is it good to be in a place like this right now to work? Yeah, it is. Because it's the, it's two things for me, Keith. It's, it's the balance of life. But it's also the contrast of life, you know, that life always provides, I will say for me, moments throughout my day of, okay, so I'm seeing this, but this is also occurring, or I'm feeling this, but this is also happening. And so it gives me a moment of conscious choice to say, where do I want to dwell? And if I'm responsible for this moment, this conversation, this event, how can I choose from my experience to make it better somehow? And so telling a true story about a woman who is finding her way through a significant amount of change at a time in her life when everything is unpredictable and volatile, I think speaks to a larger group than just widows. I was sitting here thinking to myself, the whole conversation is, I could feel it's about me. Yes, exactly. And so, so to create 
I want to say just fun, but to create options other than despair or worry or anxiety so that people can come in for 80 minutes or 85 minutes and just be in the presence of something other feels of service, feels like, hey, come on in. We've got something other than what's going on for everybody right now. You know, and I think that that is one of the beautiful parts about theater, and it's also one of the um, like necessary things about theater because I feel safe here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know about you. you know Absolutely. I mean? Well, it's a safe place to get dangerous, if that makes any sense. You know. Absolutely. Right. Like we all we all came willingly, first of all. Right. Like none of us on stage or in the audience, for the most part are here because somebody twisted our arm. We're all here because we want to be. And so that creates not only a sense of safety, but a sense of conversation of, well, if we all showed up, then what's going to happen? Or what do we want to say? And so in that safety, we can then get pretty dangerous. We can get vulnerable. We can get shocking. We can get incendiary. We can get crazily hilarious. Um, because we all know we're here for just a certain amount of time together, and then we're all going to go back to what we usually do. Mm-hmm. So that's the beautiful irony about theater, is we come to a place collectively to then immerse ourselves in danger and shock and awe and reverie and hope that progress comes from it. Well, you know, we're all different after it anyway, so... Peter, God, it seemed like we had our, it was our deep moment. It was, exactly, a moment of vitamins. <laughs> exactly. Vitamins In the middle of all of this fabulousness that is the Curvy Widow that's going to be happening July 20th at the Westside Theater, you guys have to come and see Nancy Opal. Just, again, if nothing else, the bitch is funny. She <laughs> is, and she sings. You're going to hear her sing at the top of her lungs four or five times in this show. And in between, she's cracking jokes. So it's a singular performance. You know what? So, Peter, thanks for being a part of the, I guess, the other distraction. Mm, I'm happy to be. I love that. And we will be back. Q Brothers having a ball. Sometimes I'm getting naughty. Sometimes I actually get nice. But I never feel better than when I'm answering questions from Keith Price. For all of y'all, it's curtain call. This is Keith Price, and we are at the Press Up Fronts here at the West Side Theater for Curvy Widow, the new musical by Drew Brody. Um, directed by Peter Flynn, starring Miss Nancy Opal. And I'm going to toss my hair back for this one. Because people who know me know how much I already love this woman. Miss Aisha Daas is here with me. Miss Aisha, girl, first of all, how are you? I am very good. You know, listen, I'm fortunate and blessed and all of that because I I was out on the road for over a year with Newsies. And that was great. You know, it's a grind, but that was great. We did the movie. That was fantastic. Came home, and this was a surprise. You know what I mean? This was a big surprise for me. Uh, When you're gone from the city for that long, sometimes you don't exactly. You know how it is here. Mm -hmm. And you have to get back into the the grind of auditioning and so on and so forth. Um, But uh, we got back in October, and then... Maybe January, February is when I got a call to do a reading mm-hmm. of this piece. 
and that was fun. I'm like, this is I, I like this piece. Mm-hmm. This is you don't see this story, you right. know, coming and going. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, this would be great. And then we found out we were going to George Street. I was like, oh, okay, New Jersey Transit. I'll, okay, right. well, you know, I'm dealing with you, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, but uh, the trains got us there and back at that time. Mm-hmm. So and then before we knew it, now here we are. And this is, it's a fast track, you know. I mean, usually, and this is the thing, the people that listen to this understand that the the process of getting from the page to the stage is a long thing. And so once once the first stage happens, even after that, it's it could be years before a show becomes anywhere. So here you are, six months, boom. I know. I'm, listen, I'm as surprised as anybody else is. Right. But I'm so happy about it because this is a real... This is an ensemble piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nancy is fantastic. We were neighbors way back, right. in, you know, 20 years ago. We were neighbors. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's great um, to be working with her. Um, and then the, all these other people that I've met that are fantastic. Everybody's grown. I love that. You know, I did. Because you've been doing this a minute, right? <laughs> yes. With them young children. That's fabulous. Yes. They were fabulous. You know? And I tell you, they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is a different energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm home, right. which counts for a lot. Um, I keep my insurance weeks going. <laughs> Shout out to Equity. Hello. Hello. Get them 20 in, girl. Get that get that 20. Get that 20. Get that 20. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and this is a good show. And then it's based on, you know, somebody's life. Who, by the way? Fabulous. I know. I've already told her she needs something. to adopt me and, of course, become my patron. <laughs> of course. I need to learn from all of that. Yeah. She is, she is uh, you know, I call she's a little spitfire, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, the fact that this is based on her life, really, you know, you judge it for the theater here and right. there, but not much, but not much. So um, is that shocking for you? It's watch it, watch it how some well, other folks be living. On, well, oh, no. it's a, it's it's not shocking. It's surprising, <laughs> you know, because coming from where she came right, from, you right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you never know about the children, you know. Um, <laughs> don't. Never so, Miss Aisha, for you, you've been in this this game a minute, and you have gotten to see a lot of really great things, and you've gotten to see a lot of really not so great things. Um, how does it feel to still be in the game? Fantastic. Uh, you know, it's I'm so grateful to still be in the game, and 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 still learning, and still honing my craft, and you know, years ago, uh, after I did Rent, I had uh, a little vocal trouble, I had a cherry, what they call a cherry on my vocal cords, and and you know, and I didn't want to have the surgery, I wanted to, you know, but so it takes time to get it back to, and when it, when I got it back, it had changed, it had morphed to something that I thought was better. <laughs> so really? I'm, yeah, it had, it, I was, my placement was different and so on and so on. so that's what I mean it's like you're constantly learning your, your body changes and you know for women we're in the prime really with our singing voices so um, Honestly, but yeah y'all are because you know outside of Mick Jagger just getting up there throwing his energy on the stage I, you know I don't hear no, I don't hear no, no placement I just hear real, you, it's never been placement but, but for real though it's, no. it is it is mm-hmm. 
It is a testament because you know what's doing here. Exactly. Exactly. I, you know, mm-hmm. we, we follow each other on the Facebook. Yes, we do. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I see you with all of my friends, the divas, the Liliuses, oh, the Montegos. Fantastic. You know, well, you know, Montego's still a young pup. Yeah. You know, she's, she's still a so young pup. She's, she's just doing fantastic. I mean, I'm so, it's, you know, I credit women. her every day for keeping me from smacking people on the MTA because I put on Make Me Stronger from Memphis. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's I like, love girl. The MTA, all the TAs, all the trains, all the buses, uh-huh. all the yes. everything. And so I need, I always have that Montego spirit to kind of calm me down. Yes, and that will. Yes. She will calm you down. Make me stronger. But she's wonderful, you know, and she, you know, she says, like to me, and, you know, Capathia is my, yeah, my good girlfriend. And, all uh, of you all and I she's love. like, you know, I've just, you, you follow, when I meet the young, uh, black kids coming mm-hmm. into theater into New York mm-hmm. and trying to make their way and they say oh my god I loved you and mm-hmm. you know Carolina Change or, mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is and you realize the contribution that you do and that's as I've gotten older that's what I'm really happy about is the contribution it's you know it's the body of work that I have been a part of and it's it's uh, I'm 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 pretty happy about it you know I'm pretty happy about it and to know that okay well there's somebody that's listened to you and that's trying to emulate or Mm -hmm. whatever I think it's fantastic you know I think that uh, you know uh, I don't I don't particularly know what they're teaching in the schools these Mm -hmm. days but uh, you know just the theater etiquette and things Mm -hmm. like that so when I see it from young people I really am happy about it you know um, Wait, but now, as we talk about theater etiquette amongst some of the youngest that come Ms. through, does does Miss Aisha have to like you know um, sometimes remind the children that that you must pull it together? This is the thing. My mother, who I ran into Andre De Shields yesterday on the street. I he loved lives right here. I've known him since I was maybe 13 or 14 because when Hare went on tour, mm-hmm. went to Chicago to sit, and my, they picked up my mother in the city. Mm-hmm. My mother, who's from Newark, New Jersey, mm-hmm. we settled in Chicago, uh, b- born here. Mm-hmm. But my father's musician so got a gig in Chicago. That's where we were. So when Hare came through, they picked up my mother. And, um, you know, my mother always says, you, you teach by example. A lot of times, and you know, there's 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 always a time and a place to say what you need to say, words of wisdom or whatever. But you can always be the example without necessarily having to say to somebody uh, that has worked. Set your ass. Yeah, yeah. Don't make me come over there and just yoke you. That's worked well, and I I just think that uh, showing out. But, you know, if they come to me, mm-hmm. then I will certainly impart <laughs> what I need to impart or what I think I need to impart. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, in other words, don't play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's and something because you want to keep, yeah, you want to keep people from learning the hard way, but sometimes they just have to. You know, I'm I'm learning a whole lot the hard way right now, Miss Aisha girl. This this is wonderful though. So, open ended run, hopefully July 20th here at Westside Theater. 
the West Side Theater, home of a lot of really great stuff. And I did love Lost and what I wore downstairs. downstairs. Mm-hmm. This, this, this is good. This is good. So you have this now. This is going to kind of keep you a little bit busy. Are we going to? Do you think we're going to find a Law and Order moment or something for you soon? We- <laughs> <laughs> I would like to think so. <laughs> a Law and Order, Blue Blood, Shades of Blue moment for me, yes. I've Any been, of the moments will do. My whole idea in my life, I've you know, I feel like I have lived long enough to either be the sassy gay upstairs neighbor that has the little secret clue at the end that comes running into the office. That's my, my dream for them to find me for that. Or I'm all about, we the jury find... <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's I've my I've never done that. I've done five law and orders, but never the never mm. on the jury. Mm-hmm. Um but uh No, cuz they they need you they need those. you to like give that you got to get well, some drama I was, moments. I was no, I had a, I had drama. I was this guy's mother who they thought had raped this young girl. Mm-hmm. It was the episode that Andre Brower was on. Mm-hmm. It was on the episode with him. And I was a dramatic mother <laughs> in the projects. I was dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I was. But it was great fun, and Andre was fantastic. Uh, yeah, I love those more. You know, if, when you can act out. A when you can bit. act out, I love it. Um, but yes, yeah, so it was fantastic. But you know, we'll see. I'm just happy to. I'm happy to be a working actor in New York City. Amen. Amen. I really am happy Amen. to be. You know, it's a lot of people think it's. You know so glamorous and that the, the, the facade is can be very glamorous it's hard work mm-hmm. and uh and to be living at home <laughs> and working and getting you know mm-hmm. is fantastic so mm-hmm. i'm Just happy get the train to go to work i don't even i live on 29th street oh, i can girl. walk here if i'm of a mind but other than that there's a bus straight <laughs> up 10th <laughs> avenue yeah. love that oh my god well miss aisha thank you so much you. this has been one of those Yes, moments for me. Like yes, this, I'm. This whole morning of coming to this event was meant to be. So I'm glad that I got to do this, and then I got my t- finally, finally, I get to meet my Facebook friend in person, and I'm not stalking her. Because <laughs> no, you, will you, will you, you, yeah. you talk to Montego or Karen Pittman about me? They'll be like, "Yeah, girl, he's he's special." <laughs> We love him, but he's special. Bless his heart. Well, I'm glad you came I love out. it. This is great. Yeah. So, again, Curvy Widow, West, at West Side Theater starting July 20th with a hopefully a nice open-ended run. So you can see Miss Aisha. You can see that Nancy Opal. I'm just looking at her. That crazy broad. Crazy broad. I'm still loving for her from Honeymoon in Vegas. Oh, anyway, yeah, it's a dream. But, but this it's is a dream great cast. time. This is a yeah. perfect time. So come to New York, get your tickets. You can't get, you ain't gonna get Hamilton. So stop, <laughs> girl. Do you know how many times I gotta tell people stop asking me? It's never gonna happen. Oh, Aisha, and I you know, know, you know the whole damn cast. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't seen it, but what, you know, we're off on Thursday, so All right. hopefully one Thursday, okay. I can head on over and try to get a ticket. I love it. This will be great, and we will be back. For more podcasts, go to Keep Prices Curtain Call on iTunes, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Google Play.